The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows defines Sonder as the realization that each random passerby is living a life as, as vivid and complex as your own, populated with their own ambitions, friends, routines, worries, and inherited craziness. An epic story that continues invisibly around you like an anthill sprawling deep underground with elaborate passageways to thousands of other lives that you'll never know existed, in which you might appear only once, as an extra sipping coffee in the background, as a blur of traffic passing on the highway, as a lighted window at dusk. Hello, hello, and welcome to Yelling at Birds. Matt here. It's Monday night. Late Monday night. I'm a day late on this one, but you'll have that. You know, I spent kind of all day yesterday getting to it and not getting to it, trying to write something, and then kind of, I don't know, losing... Uh, losing my desire to do it or just losing kind of getting frustrated with the subject matter or kind of confused with it it's greed greed's a, i mean greed's a tough one it's hard to not sound like super judgmental when i'm talking about greed because um never been like an overly wealthy person but i guess it doesn't have to just talk to speak to money um so when i'm talking about it i'm not, not exactly in my mind, I'm not talking about it from experience, um, but I'll try to get to some way to relate to it. Uh, and I've never really understood it. So it's kind of one of those things where you're trying to understand and have a talk about something just from the outside looking in. Like, this is what it looks like. And not to say that I am kind of completely innocent when it comes to uh, being greedy but it's just not something I've kind of never thought about it in terms of like how I've been greedy uh, but it's like I mean it's like lust like gluttony it's something I think the if you're related to anything it's kind of a, a focus on external things and ignoring internal um subjects and internal matter like ignoring your personal growth your development your internal peace by by just focusing on the acquisition of stuff on the outside whether that be money power uh possessions anything like that but we'll give a, we'll give her a try and we'll just get through it i just got to do it because i think if i put it off another day uh, then that'll be, you know, two days, three days, and then eventually I'm just not doing it anymore. And I enjoy this. I do. But sometimes I enjoy it a little more than others. And greed is just that topic that it's just, it's baffling to me, and I don't understand it, and I don't get it. Because when you think about life as... Um, if you, when you think about it in terms of the fact that we all wind up in the same place, you can't take any 
can't take any money or possessions with you when you go. The mindless pursuit of it just seems really sad and really pointless. But then again, the same thing can be said about experiences and learning and growth. Like, you can't take any growth with you. Um, but let's get to it. I'm happy you're here. Happy to have you with me. I'm very thankful that you're here. I appreciate comments that I'm getting. I appreciate people reaching out to me and letting me know if something in some episode spoke to you in a certain way or inspired you or made you think about something in a different way. That's the idea. I'm not intentionally trying to, I guess, inspire anything or inspire anybody or um, anything like that. I'm just accidentally trying to. But part three in my Seven Deadly series, where I take a little look at, at the Seven Deadly Sins, not necessarily from a religious point of view, but how they are represented in our lives and how they may be standing in the way of living freely and living in peace. Um, like I said, greed kind of baffles me, but I get it. I understand how in the world we've set up for ourselves with the economic systems we put in place and how we choose to apply or apply value to ourselves. The path seems much easier the more wealth or status or power you've accumulated. Uh, there's many, many of the man-made op obstacles in life, and I say man-made obstacles like bills and debt and uh, transportation, location. Well, location isn't really man-made, that just, that's just a thing that exists. But clothing, all of that, all of those quote-unquote man-made, um, I call them man-made because they don't, they don't exist in the natural world. But that is a part of the society that we find ourselves in today. Whether or not it's going to be the same society, you know, 100 years from now, 50 years from now, 20 years from now, who knows. But that's the society that we've all kind of, in terms of participation, have agreed to exist in. But I get how um, those man-made obstacles in life, they just don't exist if you've accumulated enough wealth or status. And having one or both, even, or having power on top of that can put you in a position to feel very secure. And I know that's a big goal of the everyday person, you know, to feel secure, to feel like you have some choice, like you have some freedom. But I think... What many don't think about when they're acquiring stuff or, you know, in the pursuit of financial freedom or wealth is that those spiritual or emotional obstacles, they, no matter how much money you get, those are going to stay there and sometimes get bigger. They're not going anywhere. And even though, even though it might be a little more comforting to cry in a mansion than in the gutter, Sometimes that accumulation can leave you feeling just as if, if not more, insecure. So greed, it's defined as the intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. So related to gluttony. Uh, gluttony, may be, gluttony may be the end result. I, I think that greed is a driver of that, the selfish desire of something. Thomas Aquinas saw it as a sin against God, as man is condemning things eternal for things temporal. 
So like gluttony, it involves the acquisition of more than you need. And I think kind of just shows a lack of um, a lack of security in yourself because you're there's some hole that you're trying to fill up by acquiring these things that you think that if you get enough of X you're gonna feel better about yourself and that's just not the case um, the book I'm one of the books I'm reading right now is a great recommendation Mark Manson and I think I mentioned it before Mark Manson The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, kind of talks about how that those empty pursuits are kind of... Uh, have a negative effect on you. Like the, the blind pursuit of positivity and happiness. Like, sure, it sounds good, but if you're just rushing from a thing that makes you happy to a thing that makes you happy and avoiding feeling any... avoiding any suffering um, without thinking about it, you're actually re reinforcing the belief that you don't have happiness. Like the, the blind pursuit of wealth, the blind pursuit of possessions just reinforces your belief that you don't have wealth, you don't have possessions. And I guess there's ways to turn that to kind of pursue, the, pursue those things in a positive way. But I guess at the end of the day, it's there are... Um, we're, we're basically ignoring... Um, our internal selves and ignoring kind of spiritual quote-unquote spiritual challenges that we have that everybody has through life by covering it up with the acquisition of things so it's a vacuum kind of get in that mode of acquiring things and then those things that you acquire don't kind of leave you less set less and less satisfied so you need to get more things which makes you feel less satisfied and then you, it's just ongoing another book that I referenced before but Gulag Ar Archipelago uh, Solzhenitsyn said own nothing possess nothing Buddha and Christ taught us this and the Stoics and the cynics greedy though we are why can't we seem to grasp that simple teaching? Can't we understand that with property, we destroy our soul? And now that was at the end of the chapter where he was talking about the gulag system in uh, the early 1900s in Russia, early to mid, and the fact that you know he was kind of a strategy for when you get arrested uh, into that system and brought into that system. Don't bring anything of value with you. Don't bring, um, I mean, don't think bring anything of like financial value or sentimental value because that's what they're going to use to, to crush you. Your nice shoes that you that you cherish, they're just they're going to steal those and replace them with some trashy shoes. Or the thieves in prison, they're just going to take them from you. Um. And th those are the things that they would use as leverage. And as, as Tyler Durden would say in Fight Club, the things you own end up owning you. I think a common misconception is that with more money comes more choice. More money, financial freedom. The more money you have, the more wealth you have, the more choices you have in front of you.
but I was just thinking now, I think that the only thing, I mean, it does allow you to relax. I mean, I think they said, they said, I'm, I'm always going to say things like they said, because I read it somewhere and I don't remember where I read it, but then that, uh, that source turns into they, so they exist, they're out there. Um, at the time, the article was about uh, yearly salary and increase in happiness increasing with the, the rise in your salary. And they, the author said like it was like $75,000. Um, anything above $75,000, there's not an equal raise in level of happiness. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but there, there that is. But the common misconception is that more man, with more money comes more choice. But I think that the only thing more more money does for you is lowers the bar of desire needed to get something you want. Stories of businesses that have, that have made it, of startups. It's nice to get that validation, that success when your business takes off and it makes it. But I think a lot of people that are involved from the from the start kind of always finally look back onto those times when you're struggling, when you're really fighting for something, when you really want something. Um, everything you do, even though you're struggling, everything you do is in pursuit of that goal. And I think the same can be said about life and about growth and development. If you see that there's some like end point, like now I'm fully developed. Now, now my spirit is fully grown, matured, and developed, and this is the the summit of the mountain. Uh, shortly after that, you're probably going to start to feel pretty empty, because as shit, as Miley Cyrus once said, it's the climb. Um, so I had to think about that a little bit. The main thing that just having more wealth does is lowers the bar of desire needed to get something you want. And I know that we daydream about being able to travel whenever we want, being able to get a big house and never worry about money again and have everything. But then that eliminate, and I know it's kind of patronizing to say to people that don't have uh, security, like food security, or they don't know where the next meal is going to come from, to s see struggle as kind of a positive thing, but that struggle is kind of what gives you a little bit of purpose, because you're fighting for something, and the second that you stop having to fight for that thing, you kind of quickly stop losing interest in it, or quickly start losing interest in it. So it may be negative, a negative way to think about financial freedom, but saying that, but the saying that you always want what you can't have, it's a saying for a reason. Once you get that thing that you wanted, once you no longer have to work for it, it quick, quickly starts to lose its value. And that's why it kind of creates a greed, uh, greed creates a vacuum in us. Now I guess the thing... What, what baffles me the most is I always come back to we end up in the same place. There's only so much time that we have on this earth. And if your main goal is to 
I mean, if you reach if you reach the point where you can't possibly spend all of the money that you have in your lifetime, or understand leaving a little nest egg for your children and leaving leaving your children in a better place than you were at their age, but if you get to the point where you have more money than you can spend in two, three, four, five lifetimes, it starts to I don't know. It's just starts to get to the point that it's shallow and pointless to the point where it's pointless that makes sense so that's what i that's what i've never been able to understand is what what is the goal i guess what is the end game of of greed there really isn't one it's just mindless accumulating until you're dead and i don't know i haven't heard i guess i haven't heard the dying words of everybody that's ever died but I wish I would have made more money. I don't know if that has ever been a regret on someone's deathbed. I wish I would have. I wish I would have died with more money in my bank account. And it's usually not that. And the same with power. I understand getting to a point where you feel powerful and important, and maybe that's fulfilling for some people. But just like the mindless acquisite, just like the mindless acquisition of power you get to a point where we're like what like what is the goal i don't get it we say things like america's the greatest nation because of our military power because of xyz but everybody in that nation you know still has a lifespan of 70 to 80 something years some some more some less a lot more a lot less and like i guess what is the point of being I just don't understand it. And I th I guess that just comes down to what you think is important in life. And for me, that's not it. And I guess it doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, hell, I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things. But this is just me kind of thinking out loud a little bit. And I could say a lot about, dig into the 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 strategies of countries of gaining power and wealth as a country <clears throat> securing resources securing power securing money and i don't know unless the end game is world domination i don't really see what the hell we're all doing we're all this is gonna sound super hippie-ish, but maybe I would have been a hippie back back then. But I mean, we're all floating around on the same rock, and whatever the strategy is of becoming the most powerful country or the most powerful business or the most powerful anything in the world, the end game is definitely further further down the line in history than any one person's life. So I've just never understood it. This is a weird one for me. It's kind of a thing that I know it's easier when I see kind of like an, a blatant example of greed in front of me and I know how it makes me feel inside. But sitting here talking about it, it's just a thing that it's just some insignificant thing. Some insignificant meaningless thing that causes fuck ton of chaos and carnage and death and pain and suffering 
for no fucking reason at all. And maybe that's it. It's pointless. I don't understand it because decisions decisions that are driven by greed the end game is money and power things that are ultimately fucking meaning, meaningless at the end of the day at the end of your life that's why it's so ugly that's why it's so that's why it's so confusing it's just i don't get it people now i guess in my life it's easy to say that uh hey, i try to think about you know, be happy with what you have, or um, it's easy to say that when you're coming from a position of not having a ton, because what choice do you have? Just make do. Like, what choice do you have but not to just be happy with what you have? And I guess that is one of the one of the choices that opens up one of one of the choice doors that open up when you acquire a lot of wealth is you do get that choice of. Um, being happy with with just what you have <clears throat> or not you can buy a whole new nut whole new life but when i do say that more money doesn't necessarily equate to more choice we have we have countless choices that we make day in and day out and more money lowering the bar of desire you can do damn near anything you want if you want it enough if you desire it enough you can accomplish I do believe you can accomplish damn near anything if you want it enough and that drive necessary to not have a lot and to accomplish great things that drive necessary to do that I think that's the true truly fulfilling thing about life and when you can just buy anything you want you're kind of robbed of that or you rob yourself of that and I think that's <clears throat> if you're looking if I'm kind of in the original episode of the series if I if you view God not as this um, almighty thing celestial thing person out there um, and you view it just as like living living a peaceful life or just having peace in your soul <clears throat> kind of that being robbed of that ability to kind of truly need to desire something in order to get it you're kind of robbing yourself of a lot of fulfillment maybe that's it hell I don't know got close to something there but in any case I think I could sit here and babble probably all night about things related or unrelated to what I was actually trying to talk about. But I think I'll stop there. I appreciate you being here. I really do. <clears throat> and please feel free. Reach out to me on Facebook. Yelling at Birds Podcast. Shoot me a message. Let me know, um, I guess, your thoughts on anything that I've been saying. You might have to remind myself because here, here's another thing. I will go through, I'll go through an episode, I will, this is me unloading stuff in my head, and that's why it's cathartic for me, because when I'm going about my everyday life, I'm usually, I'm usually, it's kind of like I'm playing like 10 songs at a time, thinking about certain other things, 
and <clears throat> this allows me to unload one track, just get it out of my head. So once I do that, I set it down and move forward and I don't think about it. So if you bring up this episode, I'll probably not remember what I said, even tomorrow. It's gone. It's unloaded. And that's why it's cathartic, because it feels like a weight's been lifted. So I I would suggest doing this, even if, like me, I think I have like, thank, thank you, every one of you. I think there's like 10 people that listen, but, and that's very appreciated. Even if nobody would listen, I would sit here and do this because I feel a lot better. Even if I didn't get anywhere, even if this whole thing was pointless, who knows? Um, I feel better. Uh, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for uh, listening and thank you for being a part of this. And if you want to reach out to me, I would appreciate that. Feel free. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Be good kids. Later, nerds.